I'm not even gonna pretend like I'm not mad about week eight. You know, you could yell, you could cuss, you could scream, you could just do all the things, but for what? I do have a little bit of joy though. Who took the championship round for this week eight recap? It would be your girl. We'll talk about the wins and losses and all in between on today's episode. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod on our YouTube page. Always talk to us in our community section and more. So always a good time for you to hear what we have to say when it comes to our week eight, week nine, week 35 recaps. But more than that, you get to hear our live reactions sometimes when we hit that live button on YouTube. So don't miss out by subscribing, leave five stars on Apple pods and more. Kenton is here. We're here to talk week eight, five games to review, but five good ones. Nonetheless, a lot of up and downs fans and Kenton didn't do great, but honestly, neither did I. So we'll talk about all of that here on today's show. Kenton, how was the weekend? I'm just glad I didn't do an offer. You know, I was real close. I was close. I was, whoo, way to go, Knowles. Way to keep me in the in the uh, win column because, boy, I tell you, I was, I was, I was taking plenty of L's in there. I mean, rectangles didn't contain as many L's as I was taking this weekend. So it's all right. It's all right. We made it through. It happens to the best of us, right? So I think overall we were, you know, really excited about where we felt like certain teams could go. We were really down on certain teams who came out and surprised us at the end of the day. That's why you play the game. You can predict all day long, but you always have to give yourself an opportunity to put your toe in the line, put your hand in the dirt and make a shake. You know, honestly, I'm there are certain teams I'm very disappointed in, and we're gonna get to them. We're going to get to it because there's some teams with some things we need to speak about. Well, let's not waste any time, right? Let's, let's, let's get to We it. don't even have to let's go in to chronological it. order today because I think no. you just let's just get to the meat, right? It's not. Let's put not, it on let's, the floor. Let's, what Lotto say? Put it on the floor. Put it not, on the floor right now. Put a ribbon on them. They've been acting brand new. Virginia decided yeah. that they wanted to go ahead and be the team that everyone thought they would never be. And, you know, why not do that in Chapel Hill on yeah. a Saturday night? Yeah. Every time it's October, it gets really scary for North Carolina and a very bad Virginia team. And, you know, I've witnessed on the quest to go undefeated, North Carolina lose to a two-win Virginia program, but this time it was in Chapel Hill and it was a one win Virginia program, arguably the worst loss in program history because they were two double digit favorites to win that that team in Chapel Hill. Yep, my alma mater. They lost 31 27. They got punched in the mouth first quarter, start to finish. Right. Tony Musket said, I'm going to playing. Everybody played above their heads. Mm -hmm. But the craziest part of it all is Virginia did everything to give it away. They did. You threw interceptions in the end zone. You get a touchback when it's the fourth quarter. Like, you got Drake May moving that ball down the field. But, damn it, Nate McCombie got to have the come of Jesus, Nate. Got to have a hard look in the mirror. Josh Nows ain't walking through that door, and it was apparently so. 
it's just, I don't even know where to begin. It, I can't even be mad. But it feels it's giving Syracuse last season where you won six in a row and now you the ha- the back half is just might it might just get you. You know, uh Tony 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 said it never rains in Southern California, but it's gonna rain touchdowns in Chapel Hill because boy, they were on a they were on a tear. They were on a tear. And and I hate to bring this back up because of course we hate talking about this when you talk about Virginia. Mr. Mike Hollins. Yeah. One of the victims of the shooting last year. Not one, not two, but three of them things. Three of them things to pull off this episode. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I don't like being wrong. Absolutely hate that. Don't like that. Don't enjoy that at all. But if I'm going to be wrong, if somebody is going to make me wrong, in this instant, if I'm wrong, believing in UNC, if I'm wrong, Betting against Mike Hollins and he puts up three tutties. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong going against Tony Elliott and he's going to be the top 10 team in baby blue, damn it, I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. Very dramatic, but here you are. You know, I think that multiple things can be true, right? North Carolina was never a top 10 team. Mm-hmm. Okay. That defense was very much flawed. Always has been. Damn near right. always will be. Right. Drake May picked a perfect weekend to stink, right? Because so did Caleb Williams. So, like, if we're talking about, like, what were we about to say? What were we about to cut me off and say? Oh, I, I was I, nothing. I'm were gonna you going to say Drake didn't stink? Because I, I want you to, I hope you. I'm going to let you cook. I'm going to let you cook. Did Drake stink? He stunk. No, no, Worst I wasn't going to say did he stink. Okay. I wasn't going to okay. say did he stink. I okay. Because he, he stunk. He stunk. No, no. I, Overthrowing I say, guys, playing, playing like he just threw as if he was just nervous. Like he ain't been here before. He hasn't been there before. What do you What are you saying? He's been down. North Carolina's been a top ten team in his lifetime. Eh, not even. I don't even think it's about the ranking because you've been ranked before. But to play a one in five team, he hasn't been there before. The lights got right. too bright. Lights got too bright. You think the lights got too bright against a Virginia program? Lights got too bright. Those lights. I wouldn't put that on Drake at all. I feel like Mac Brown and the boys need to have a hard look in that coaching mirror, and Mike and Mac need to go ahead and get in that booth and go ahead and get into that ESPN analyst section. Those lights was a little too bright. Explain it. Stop saying that and explain it. What do you mean explain it? You you just said he threw the ball like he was nervous. What is there to be nervous about? You playing one of the worst teams in the league. The but, lights are too bright. You were not ready to have expectations on you. You were prepared to be the guy that everybody said, oh, he should win the Heisman, but Caleb's here. Oh, he should win the Heisman, but Trent's here. He should win the Heisman, but J.J. McCarthy is playing well. And in the prime moment for you to have a Heisman moment against one of the worst defenses in not just the league, in all of the Power Five, what do you do? What did he do, Candace? What did he do? But my thing is like, is it his fault that his team decided to abandon the run? Is it his fault that his receivers decided to drop passes? Like, like I think multiple things can be true. Now, wait a minute. You just was about to jump down my throat when you thought I was saying, did he play poorly? And now it's oh, multiple people. I think he's st- oh, it That's was my point. It's a he's- collective stink. Yeah, it was a collective stink. It was a team wide stink. It was a you collect- let you let Virginia hang thirty one on you, boy. Walk home. It was a collective stink. However, however, with that being said, the average points per game in the ACC is about where Virginia scored. That's about it. 
That's average. But the lowest scoring best. team in the league. The lowest scoring team in the league is Virginia. They average 22.3 points per game. Even if they hit their average, they only would have lost by one touchdown. Even if they hit their average, which is the worst in the league. If they hit the median in the league, which they did, they win this game. Which leads me to look at the offense, which got everybody named Mama. Listen, I know Roy Cooper on the phone right now talking to the ACC officials. Can we overturn this game? I know the AG is saying, it got to be a way we can work this thing out. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, this game, the lights were too bright. And I'll say this. The lights were too bright for Drake. They were too bright for Mac. They were too bright for Tez. They were too bright for uh, Cedric Gray. They were too bright for everybody. It wasn't one person that the lights were too bright for. This UNC team was not ready to be in prime time, period. But they've been in prime time. That's why I'm not understanding. So it. So you're really saying it's the ranking because I don't understand. Yes, why how can be that? Why does that time, matter? Why does that matter for you in your head? If you know who you are as a program, why does that matter? I, you got to ask them, not me. I come in with championship expectations. That's the type of guy I am. My, you can ask my ex-girlfriend. She had to literally take me on dates to do things I was bad at so I could accept and learn to lose. That's the type of guy I am. That's I, So I don't know why the lights were too bright for them. I don't know why they showed up and didn't expect to be the Broad Street bullies and beat up on everybody in front of them. I don't know. I, I wish I had an answer for you. But the lights were too bright for that team in Baby Blue, period. I've never seen I've never seen a a better choke job. I don't think yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. And and the thing is, here's the other thing about it. A lot of people would like to say, "Hey, Virginia played their best game and and They did. Whatever. They did. They didn't. That was multiple turnovers in the red zone? Multiple. They Okay, I'm you know they what? Had we, we, ha- we have Virginia fans who watch the show, so I'm not gonna be rude and disrespectful. No, 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 but no. they played honest. above Virginia, their heads, they Virginia, played above their heads on Saturday. Virginia is the worst team in the ACC. We can agree to that. By however, own. however, they did not play some flawless, spectacular game where it's I like, didn't say oh, they didn't try and give the game away. Yeah, I didn't but, say they didn't try to give the game away, but they still play, but that's the thing, standing like Superman. When you get after you get a two point convert, like bruh, they've had multiple opportunities where they they're consistently good at stinking. So it ain't like yeah. this was like one where they're like, oh, we're gonna stink, but still, like they played insane for them. Yeah, but UNC also played very bad. Yeah, I I agree. It was both. It was both. At the end of the day, you look at what Tony Muskie did. He was not a world beater. You look at that offense as a whole, other than Malik Washington, who has shown us. Now you can say what you want about that team. You can say whatever you want about that team. Malik Washington, baby, that's a first-team All-ACC guy right there. That's a first-team All-ACC receiver. And ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. At worst, at worst, second-teamer. Because he is that offense for long stretches of game. And you're going to tell me that the lights weren't too bright for a team when they had two red zone turnovers and still found a way to win this game. I've seen the story before for North Carolina. Nothing surprises me. And damn it, if your back half ain't finna be ugly, it just got uglier. All right. Fit for all time so you can drink anytime, anywhere, and make an activity even more enjoyable. You got to try Athletic Brewing Company. No hangovers ever. You can find Athletic in-store, online, and at bars around the country. They're fast-growing, non-alcoholic brewery in the U.S., so get on board. Make sure that you try Athletic Brewing Company today. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. Near beer, 
Exclusions and conditions apply. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brewing Company is fit for all times. Kenton Gibbs and I talking through week eight. Could not stop and get right into the one and the only North Carolina getting upset. Top 10 North Carolina getting upset by Virginia. The worst team in the ACC by a damn mile. Power rankings are going to be so fun this week. Can't break in. Can't wait. In the words of fellow Detroit Bart Scott, can't wait. Can't Let's wait. get to another upset if we could. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Miami. Yeah. Miami. Yeah. Hello, Miami. In the season that could have shifted in multiple ways, both two four and two teams, right? Whose mm-hmm. programs really needed desperately needed wins for many multitude of reasons, right? Yeah. They were down there in Coral Gables. Clemson showed up. Did the best they could with what they got, but it came down to overtime, and the Hurricanes were able to pull it off with a backup quarterback, which, you know, film is film, and you don't really have much of it on a backup quarterback, but nonetheless, no Tyler Van Dyke, no problem for the Canes. Got to give it up to their defense for holding court at home. And many people say, like, it's not really a home home field advantage for them, but it was Dabo Sweeney sort of, I don't know the word, throwing, heaving K-Club under the bus when talking about playmaking and decision-making that makes you say there's there's a lot going on over there in Clemson, South Carolina. I'm going to touch y'all's shoulder when I say this. You and y'all know what that touch. means. And y'all yeah. know what that means, okay? K-Clubnik <sighs> has the football intelligence of a squirrel on crack. Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. I... Don't say that lightly. Clemson fans should be begging, hoping, wishing, praying for DJU to graduate and come back or something along those lines because this is embarrassing. So why do you say that he has that? Oh, I, I was... I, was uh, I just, I just I was I had to it. hope so because it, well, let me get the examples. Florida State, third and one. Backs averaging five yards a carry. You pull it and throw a bubble screen? You ain't hmm. never going to let that play go, child. Oh, nor should I. <laughs> Let's move forward from there, shall we? This mm-hmm. game, two plays that were absolutely inexcusable, okay. one of which was only allowed to happen because the ref screwed the pooch so royally. I look at this play, and I would have said, if Miami loses this game, they can look at this play, and they can actually blame the officials, and I wouldn't be mad at them. Mm-hmm. End of the first half, mm-hmm. Clemson's backed up. Mm-hmm. I want to say it about their own, inside their own six or seven, somewhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're in shotgun. K. Klubnik gets the ball. Now, for whatever reason, they're not running the ball. He drops back. He's on about the one, one and a half yard line. Miami gets pressure up the middle. There's only but a few seconds left in the first half. You have to know your heels are on the end zone. Go down if you feel pressure. Fall forward, tuck the ball, go down. (laughs) Miami calls the timeout. Mm -hmm. Y'all, you know, do a little tush push, get a yard, go to Mm halftime. That's what you got to know as a quarterback. Not Mr. Klubnick. No, not Mr. Klubnick. He's a special boy, isn't he? He's a special boy. What does he do? 
backs up into the end zone. And to me, what looked very clearly like a safety, what looked very clearly like a safety. And for those of y'all who don't know, again, I love being right. I would love to say, oh, Clemson got screwed out of this. Like one other team got screwed out of their game, but we're not going to, we will get to it. Mm -hmm. I would love to say that, but this special boy, he got them a safety. It should have been 9-7. It should have been 9-7 Miami going into halftime, period, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, instead, the refs call it down on the half-yard line. Clemson runs their play. They go down. And then I think, all right, well, at least he's learned his lesson. There's nothing worse. He can't do nothing worse. The last play of the game, he pulls the ball. Oh, Lord. He pulls the ball, and he tries to outrun Mr. Flag to the end zone. Because, you know, everybody told him he's a special boy. Everybody's so creative. You're so fast. You're so fast, Kate. Nobody can No, everyone told him he's sneaky athletic. No, no, no. They, they talk about when you hear people talk about Kate, everybody says he's a track runner, you know. He's no, a track he's a track. No, he's a runner. He's a track he's a runner, star. He's a track star. He's going to run away and break that Clemson heart because that's what he's been doing all year long. Dabo, I don't care if anybody says Dabo threw him under the bus because you know what? Kate. Sit your happy ass down and make the play that's drawn up to make. Give so, the ball to Will Shipley there. Okay, so you so it is Kate's fault. Yeah, a thousand percent, thousand percent. So if so, you bench him. You tell him now nah, we ain't doing this. Ain't how we spin the roll. How how do you how do you rectify moving forward? Someone so who clearly knows how to, I don't know, pull audibles. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't bench him for this reason. He's a true sophomore, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with a young guy making those types of mistakes. But I do the same thing to Dabo. Well, I wouldn't tell people publicly that he pulled that and he shouldn't have. I, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But when we get in that meeting room, I point him out on tape and I say, hey, everybody, yeah, y'all see God. this guy? Y'all see what's happening here? Now, Kay, what was the play? Uh, zone right, coach. Okay, zone right. Now, did we tag a read onto that? No coach. So why'd you read it? Ah, don't answer that. Do y'all see what happens? And then flip to the next slide where he's being tackled and we lose the game and say, do y'all see what happens when we don't play Clemson football? This is hero ball. This is BS. This is what gets us beating other teams because their players don't know how to play into their system and win the game. Now, Kate, I promise you, if you want to go over to Iowa, you can do that all day long. You want to go over to South Carolina? You can do it all day long. You want to go over to Arizona, Arizona State? You want to go over to Cal? You can do it all day long. You want to go back home to Texas? I heard SMU may have a quarterback opening sometime soon. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But you can go back there and do that all day long. But here at Clemson, you're going to follow what the hell we tell you to do. Mm -hmm. Are we going to win games like that or are we going to lose games like that? And that way I can take the blame for you. I can take the blame and I can own that as a man. But this here, this will get you bitched. Let's give pride, though, to Miami, who, again, you definitely don't have your starting quarterback. But a backup QB to to play the way they did, yeah. You're down by 10 in the fourth to a team that historically knows how to beat your ass and give it to you, take you to the woodshed. Yeah. You got a team that's desperate to win another conference game because they know losing three puts them all but out of the ACC championship game. I mean, officially done, done, I would say. Yeah, they're done. They're desperate to be ranked. They were close in last week, so now that's Kapui. 
But, you know, credit to that Miami defense for, you know, really figuring out ways to win and ways to make stops when it mattered. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Miami, uh, Mario Cristobal, Lota, if if he can find a way, get some more NIL deals for that backup quarterback because <laughs> that boy saves your behind. Because if you would have had two, if you would have had two losses back to back, one off the non-nil, and then at the end of regulation, yeah. for you to have the ball and just kind of mosey around and just oh well, the well, clock your management was terrible. When your wide receivers have been dunking on their DBs all day long, I mean, help the church, Lord. Let me tell you something. I ain't seen the Kobe go go that crazy in a one-on-one situation since the young man that wore twenty-four for the Lakers. You understand? And yet, you decide, oh, we'll, we'll just tuck it in and go to overtime. We'll be fine. Again, he's lucky because, again, that one loss turns into two, two turns into three, and two of them are directly on you in that big of a way. Boy, I tell you. I tell There's you. a lot. There's a lot for both teams as they head into playing NC State for Clemson and playing Virginia, who's now high on themselves, Miami. But both teams seem to be high on themselves. So we'll see how that all matriculates in you know, unfolds, but would like to talk about our friends here at prize picks. We all know that, you know, there, we didn't have great pickums this week, but you know, the, and sometimes all you got to do is just give yourself an opportunity. And that's what we'll do here with our friends. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, here we've got a couple more games that weren't as jump off the page, but still good nonetheless. Riley Leonard begged and pleaded and did everything he could to get back in that game, but should he have even played it all? Only time will tell. (sighs) Duke Blue Devils did what they could, went down to Tallahassee, came up short 38-20 against the Seminoles, but for what we're trying to be as a conference, we can't even be mad at Florida State picking up the dub. Hmm. What a time. What a game, if you will. Was this only game, one this of the game week, is, if you will. <laughs> only win of the week for you and the fans, yes. I did pick Miami to win. You guys picked Clemson. Now, Duke with Riley Leonard made this fun. Yeah, they, they were actually leading before Riley Leonard went down. Duke with Henry made this tough. If only someone had said that Henry Beeling <laughs> can't spin it. People might have called that person a hater, if you will. People might have said... You're sour grapes because he beat your team, despite the fact that, again, the young man went 4-12 in that game. But um, the, but you got to give credit to the run game for Duke, right? If, even I, if you had have passed the – Yes. Have, but have had I not you, told everybody? A physical team. Had you passed the rock, but eventually, you know, you get snuffed out. It's a momentum. It was a momentum shift for Riley go down. He begged again, coach, to 
Coach Elko to go back in the game. Coach said, listen, you got bigger things to worry about, which he absolutely does. Yeah, right. 100%. You got a huge Louisville game. You've got a North Carolina game. You've got a lot of things as there's still ACC championship conversations happening for your program. We'll take this L. You're still a ranked team. But that's, you know, not really it. Florida State got the win. Johnny Wilson sacrificed. Jared Verse in the defense wasn't great. It wasn't great. Listen, listen. Lord knows I love me some Jared Verse. Love that boy down. Love him down. Wasn't great. Jared, Jared, when they put you in that B-gap, you got to make yourself some more money, young man. On ABC at that in prime time against Duke. When they put you in that B-gap, you got to be ready. The way that Graham Barton was moving you up out of there, player, don't get me wrong. You made some big plays. You showed up. You're going to be a top five draft pick, or at least you should be. You got the talent to be a top five draft pick. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got the I, I might be calling for. I might be calling for Graham the way I've seen some of these NFL teams play today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I definitely I mean, feel like. Graham is a bad boy. That's a bad boy. And it, is. When I talk about that offensive line being physical, when I say physical, 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 the first two guys I think about are, are Barton and Monk. Those are two. Yep. That, they just. They, you got to earn every tape. rep, yeah. You watch the tape and they just pound on you, beat on you, beat on you, pound on you. And and so with that being said, you know, again, I said regardless of the score, it's going to be an ice bath game if you play Duke. Give yeah. them all their props. Give them all they gots. They got to get, get got to give them their respect. With that being said, at some point in time, you have to find a semblance of a passing game. And honestly, they had it when Riley Leonard was in. But Riley Leonard was making some throws. I'll tell you this. Riley Leonard made himself some money in this game. Off-platform, can't push off his foot, and still throwing dimes and dots around that field. 100%. Before he went down, that was a Heisman moment type game. If that game proceeds to go 100%. on how it was when he was in, and that that's a Heisman moment for him. They're going to win. Yeah, they're go going to win it 40 to 34, and he continues to play how he played. Oh, that's a Heisman moment. No events or buts about it. However, if ifs and buts were bears and nuts, squirrels would never starve. We live in the real world, and he shouldn't have been in that game. That, a thousand percent. But I feel like the person's going to get, if we're going to give anybody a phone call to go to New York, it's got to be Keon Coleman. It's got to be Keon. The boy is different. The boy. Like the catches <laughs> that he made. Six four returning punts. What are we doing here? First of all, Deuce Bond, we... Deuce Bond is ridiculous. What are we ridiculous? The you one know... he ran back. You literally get a pick six only to do a run back. Spawn just just why, you know? Yeah. Just why. Yeah, that... It's not not it's not fair how many weapons Florida State has. And even with Johnny Wilson going down, you yeah. still have Bell, you still have Benson, you still have Toa Feely, you still have Coleman. You still, I mean, name them. You got them. And that's the part that's crazy about this team. They, you would think to yourself, it was going to be Wilson and it was going to be Coleman. And that's how they were going to move the ball. That's how they were going to beat this team, yada, yada, so on and so forth. That wasn't the case at all. This game started off. The tight ends were the only ones rolling for for Florida State. That was it. If it wasn't the tight ends, they wasn't getting nothing going. And honestly, in that game, Duke did a great job on Keon Coleman as well. Yeah, even did. though, even though there were multiple passes from Jordan Travis, come on now, come on now, hit your man. But with that being said, I'm sitting up here saying to myself, "Man, is Bell always open or what? Can can we get somebody to potentially check Jaheim Bell, if you will? Man, 
Uh, Marcus Markston Douglas, 280 pounds. And by the way, that's a generous 280. That's a generous <laughs> 280. But that brother was always open as well underneath. And I'm, I'm sitting here asking myself, how under God's green earth is Duke going to win this game if they keep letting these two get open underneath? And lo and behold, when Riley goes down, their offense has to keep up now and, or their offense has to find a way to generate some now. And Florida State can pin their ears back and say, hey, uh, forget, about, forget about the pass. Well, if they can beat us with the pass, they'll beat us with the pass. But we're giving everything we got to stop Waters and company. And that's what they did. I just feel like, you know, if anything, if we're having man in the mirror conversations, it's got to be about that O-line for FSU. Got to tighten it up yeah. because we, we got bigger things, bigger fish. And, yes, we got over the Duke roadblock, but there there's still a lot more coming but can this I, season. Can I, can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to see a better defensive line all year um, than what they saw against Duke. Maybe That's Miami. Maybe fair. Miami. Maybe. That's fair. But Duke's defensive line – you know, they got defensive tackles out the wazoo. They they got defensive tackles that can move. They can they got some wiggle to them. You know what I mean? They I'll tell you, that's that's a special group. And they ain't getting no podunk degree. They go on, they're getting a degree from Duke, so you know they ain't dummies. I just I it, they they're if you love defense, Duke's defense is very exciting to yeah. watch. Like yeah, for those who are like, eh, I haven't checked out Duke all season. There you go. They're that's a great watch. If great you love watch. defense, great watch. Extremely great watch. Let's finish up here with Boston College and Georgia Tech, Pitt and Wake Forest. Boston College picking up a big win against Georgia Tech in Atlanta. So they're about to play a North Carolina team that's pissed off. They're pissed off because they should have won at home against a Boston College team. So, you know, Georgia Tech head scratching. Why? Just you had more horse in the stable and still it just wasn't your day. We talk about, you know, really good catch, a pick six, if you will, from Boston College's defense. And, you know, Castellano's doing his thing. It's just we're high on the Eagles right now. They they want to save Halfley's job. They feel like Halfley should stay. Let's start here. Credit <laughs> to Georgia Tech for fighting for Halfley. Credit to Georgia Tech for turning their season. I'm sorry, credit to Boston College, not Georgia Tech. I was Tech. like, credit yeah, they did everything College. they could to make credit sure. Credit to Boston College for turning yeah. their season around because this mm-hmm. thing hadn't looked good. Now, mm-hmm. Coach Key, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, I, I'll tell you what, this is like, that, Georgia Tech is like a woman in a relationship with a man that don't know what he's doing in bed. They just can't finish to save their lives. They cannot finish you just had, you to save you their lives. You help yourself. You had to get I, the joke off. You had it's to. the truth. You it's the to. truth. There's a lady present. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get it it's off. It's the Go truth. Ahead. Go ahead. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Every time. Those boys fade and wilt and, and perish down the stretch like I have never seen. Game after game after game. They didn't play against Miami, but go ahead. Yes, they did. <laughs> they did. Let's be honest. I mean, am, am I lying, Candace? Did they not fade down the stretch? Should Miami have won that game by any – if that's 100 – there are 100 and I believe 35 FBS teams. If that's 134 of the teams, do they win that game? No. No. Absolutely not. Okay. So, with that being said, again, what's going on, Georgia Tech? What are you doing, Georgia Tech? Talk I mean, to it's, me. It's, it's, it's Key's first year as head coach. No, I, and I understand that. But for him to do this again, we saw this first game of the season against Louisville. For him to do this again, we saw this against, uh, against Ole Miss. That Ole Miss game was fairly close. The game was 10-3 at halftime, and then you allowed 38 points in the second half. 
24 in the fourth quarter. We saw this again and again. Don't say it again, again no more. Don't say it again no more. You okay. preach your again quota. Well, well, can I say this? <laughs> Did, who won the second half in the Bowling Green game, Candace? Bowling Green. Half? Yeah. Bowling Green, 21 points in the third quarter. So I don't care how many times I say again, how many times are they going to allow it to happen again? That's all I want to know. I thought you – this is coming from a hurt place because you believed in him. That's I, did, I did. I did. And I'm going to tell you this much. Y'all, <laughs> Candace is a better person than me. I'm going to say this right now on there for everybody here. Candace Cooper is a better human being than Kenton Gibbs because she got tricked by Halfley a couple years ago. You know what she did? She just took it. She just said, hey, he got me. I'm wrong. I ain't like that. Coach Key, you got to have a conversation with me, brother. We got to get on the phone. We got but to talk. But Halfley's turning it around for me. We had to come to Jesus. I've been, I've been here. My, I've been in my closet about half. Come on, Lord, please, just get him that L, get him that W, so we can like get this thing back on. And he been, well, he been figuring it out. The Fighting Halfleys, they want that coach to stay. Well, if somebody been praying for Key, that prayer ain't getting no higher than the ceiling. <laughs> that prayer ain't getting no higher than the ceiling. Is not the roof. Let's end no. it with this. Wake Forest. Homecoming, how you like me now? Pitt, that's a piss poor way to lose, my dog. What a terrible way to lose. Villiu, you, you, whatever, Christian. And, and I'm going to say this as a Detroiter because a lot of people like to tell the joke that like, ha-ha, it's one of the only major cities in America where Canada is to the north of you. I mean, to the south of you. Um, Let me tell y'all this right now. I don't trust no Canadians when they come to this here football game. I don't trust no Canadians when they come to this here football. Villu, we talk about low IQ players. We talked about K Klubnik earlier, sophomore. Villu, also a sophomore, another low IQ play. Villu, if you run out of bounds and you get that first down, my my preference would have been for him to dive for it because mm-hmm. there's nobody near you. You're not going to get hit. It's going to be a clean dive. You can put the ball past the marker. And let that be that. But isn't it so funny? Isn't it so interesting? Isn't it so karmic, if you will, Mm -hmm. for the team who did the fake slide against Wake Forest Mm. to now see a Mm. slide be the reason that they lose? Didn't I tell y'all, I don't know how many times, and I guess we got to do two shoulder touches in one episode. I'm going to touch y'all's shoulder when I say this. Stop letting ACC officials decide the game. Come on, somebody. If you have the ability to run out of bounds. Help the church. Hey, I, we got the first down. I ran out of bounds. You know, they don't have timeouts to stop the clock. We won. Again, my preference would have been to dive, stay in bounds, reach back. But even if you run out of bounds, you still got it. But instead, you slide. You slide. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Narduzzi, I'm looking at you a little funny in the light, too. Because on that fourth and one, on that fourth and one, I don't care if they got Not a third string quarterback. Guy. I don't care if they got a third string quarterback. Fourth and one in that situation, if I feel like they just took it, took this thing away from me and the ball don't lie, get in there, do a touch push. Quarterback, sneak. Give there was a lot of bravery. Off. There was a lot of bravery this weekend. A lot of fourth down effort. Let's go for it. Hello. There was a lot of that this weekend. Norvell Virginia, I'm still looking at you. I'm Mac, I can't get over it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Norvell was saying fourth and four, let's roll it. Let's do it. Hello. There, there, there's a lot of fourth and fourth and vibes. So yeah, Nar- I get that. Narduzzi, the fact that you didn't get in on the fourth and vibes is why you lost this game. You had half a yard to go. Come and on. instead of simply saying, I trust my offensive line. Hey, listen, we're going to get in here. We're going to get this. Y'all are going to give me half a yard. We're going to get right church and let's go home. 
And that's all we need to say on that. Syracuse, y'all lucky you had no game. NC State, lucky y'all had a bye. Louisville, y'all lucky y'all had a bye because they, the, the, the strays that could have been caught this weekend after all that we have seen, we had a top 10 team go down, and we're just trying We're just trying to get one in the college football playoffs, Lord. Amen. All I'm, all I'm saying is I keep hearing UNC fans uh, say, NC State barely beat uh, Virginia. And I'm like, the operative word is beat. That's the operative word. You, just, you couldn't help yourself. And that's Absolutely all right. Not. And that's Absolutely all right. Not. Well, y'all, make sure you check out our power rankings tomorrow. You know, it's the weekly show where everyone gets gets a little bit upset and in their feels. All I know is, I'm going to tell you right now, North Carolina fans, y'all been going real hard at us every single week that y'all need to be number one. Y'all need to be ahead of number I Don't say a mumbling word. Okay. And that's why I went over time just to let y'all know I'm looking you right in the camera. Don't say a mumbling word about our rank. If y'all lucky that I don't put y'all at 14 off the strength, I don't think y'all should be in the top 25, but we could talk about I it. I wouldn't object. I wouldn't object if you want to put them at 14. <laughs> I'm going to be mad at you. you know. The polls for next week are up. Y'all can go ahead and put your votes in now. There's a lot of great matchups, a lot of pissed off teams, a lot of teams that need to have a come to Jesus. Either way it goes, make sure you get your votes in. How are we looking, Ken, before we get out of here? All righty. Let me pl- give me my theme music. Anywho, <laughs> that was another team that was on the bye this week, by the way. Praise so God. after this week, uh, we are looking at the current standings. Candace had the best week of everybody. She Come was, on. She was the top uh, performer of all of us. Barely. With two and three. I and the fans both went one and four. But the overall records now stand at Candace. 49 and 22 myself at 52 and 19 and the fans with a one game advantage over me 53 to 18. There's so many great games happening in week nine that we can can even this out. I'm gonna get my Louis Duffel. We can even this out. I'm gonna get it starts on Thursday. When I tell you I'm gonna be in the Louis Duffel, by the way, get y'all votes in now. Get your votes in now, folks, because we are going to be doing, we are, uh, you know, we're not taking no votes beyond Thursday for, for those days. Wednesday. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not taking any votes beyond Wednesday. Whatever y'all voted with is locked in. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I don't like going one for nothing. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I'm coming back with a vengeance. All right. Well, that you heard it here first. Come back tomorrow for power rankings for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.